welcome back to the Habit Podcast. You have Coach Steph here along with Coach Kristen and Coach Fairlane for a fun episode of debunking some of those nutrition myths going around in the health and fitness world. But before we get into that, in case you're new to us, we are the Habit Team. The Habit is a nutrition coaching company made for women by women. Our program is built for you with coaches who put your goals, lifestyle, and personality first. If you find if you want to learn more about us, head to the episode notes or go to the habit that is habit with a y.com to request more info. So, how is everybody's summer going? I miss you guys. I know. I, know. I love I love podcasting and feeling like we're hanging out again. I agree. Very I know. Much. Yeah. So, what's going on this summer? I know Fairlane has been all over the place. Yes, finally settling down, as you can, you can, if you want to call it that way. But no, yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind of a summer from traveling to moving, like all kinds of fun things. But uh, it's it's not bad, you know. I'm enjoying it, making the most out of it. How about you, Kristen? You've been traveling too. Um, yeah, we're done traveling, and now I'm just trying to remind myself that I'm gonna have a baby and like that you're pregnant. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I'm That's, like, oh, we so it we're, went so fast. It really did. Yeah, well, so at least we for us. Like, I don't know for you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, it did. It it has gone too fast. So now we're in like organizing mode, trying to clear stuff out, and yeah, I'm like, I can't believe it's less than two months at this point. That's yeah. So are you crazy. nesting yet? Um, I, people keep saying that, but it's like less of nesting. I feel like, and more of just necessity. Like, we don't have a room in our house for a second baby. So oh. we're just trying to <laughs> move everything, You'll clear make stuff it work out. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing like one room at a time. So I guess it's nesting, but <laughs> yeah, we just have to. I don't have a choice. Yeah. Philene, yeah. do you like um, Boise? That's where you are now, right? Yes. Yeah. We're in like a, a smaller part like out of Boise it's called Meridian but it's pretty much you can call it Boise but yeah so far it's been it's actually been really surprising and we like we always said said that this might not be our forever state yet we might end up moving again but like the past what five days we're both kind of like this is actually really nice like I think I can get used to this so this may be it nice I've never been there we may have to do our next retreat there there you go there's a yeah. a lake about two hours away from us so I think we're gonna check it out this week too and um it's very similar to Lake Tahoe so I'll let you guys know how that is and then maybe we can do something like that here yeah, yeah. scope out always all the good I always like looking at your pictures I'm always <laughs> like oh my god like she lives in like such the most beautiful places and you kind of <laughs> you don't realize like right here in the U.S. there's so much yes to see and we're always so quick to like go out of the country go to the Caribbean whatever but there's so much to see like right here um I know when I went to Colorado I was like dying at the mountains because I don't I've never seen mountains like that before I am I live near the beach and I live near the city but I do not live near mountains like that so yeah when did you go to Colorado or the U.S. I went to Colorado like no like two two and a half years ago Got it, got it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll be exploring. You need um, to do another trip soon, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm actually going to Nashville soon. So I'm Ooh, meeting. I want to so try to excited. meet up with Kristen for a little bit. Yeah, my friend's bachelor. We don't exactly have Nashville. the views of Colorado, but <laughs> it's fine. you're going to have a fun time. We've got different views on Broadway. <laughs> You'll yeah. see a lot. <laughs> there oh, you go. I've been, I've been there before. It, 
it's good in small doses. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, like it's a lot to handle. Yeah. It's definitely yeah, it's a lot so to fun, handle. Though. All right. So let's get into what this podcast is actually about. So there's a lot of noise, I like to call it, in this space, and a, a lot of information thrown from all different directions. So let's spend today putting some of those like contradicting facts to rest. Let's start by saying, what is something that you might have believed when you first started that you now know was just a myth um, that maybe you you wish you knew back then? Kristen? For me, I would say I was on the whole, like, no gluten, no dairy back when I did Whole30. I thought I was intolerant or at least sensitive to pretty much everything. Um, I did some of those food sensitivity tests, and I remember Mm -hmm. getting them and being like, well, what am I supposed to eat? I can't – like, it said I was sensitive to everything. Um, And at the time, I was having different things going on, so I constantly was thinking it was stuff I was eating that was causing it. But now I eat all those foods, and I have absolutely no issues. So it took a long time, but now, like, I eat dairy every single day and gluten all the time, and I have no issue with it. Right. Yeah, I think that's a big one. Like everyone just kind of goes right to if something makes you bloat, like you hear everything yeah. like this makes you mm-hmm. bloat. Um, and really, it doesn't unless you have an actual intolerance right. to mm-hmm. it. So yeah, that's a big one. Do you think that you um, have anything for Elaine that you used to believe? Oh, yes. Um, I always thought that eating late at night would make you fat. I know very very like I am like the cliche of all myths right and I still hear this from clients today like they ask me that question it's like what time should I stop eating at night um and I think there's just a, a big misconception about it and I think it's also because of intermittent fasting that's also the reason mm-hmm. why that that's also been kind of in people's brains and you know quote unquote the noise that you hear but yeah no now that I've learned and grown and had experience with this I now know for a fact that you will not get fat if you eat late at night <laughs> yeah definitely and we'll get into that one a little bit in more detail later yes that's that's a definitely a big one um for me I think the only thing I can really come up with that I really truly believed when I first started was you had to be perfect with your macros in and nu- in, in your nutrition in order to see results and I didn't you know, learn that that was actually a myth until maybe it was a myth that I put in my own head, honestly, (laughs) because I always thought like, okay, I have this set of numbers. I have to hit them exactly to the gram or else it's not going to work and it's just pointless. Mm -hmm. But now that I know that these numbers are a range and you have the freedom, you know, food freedom is not supposed to be so restrictive like that. So um, that was definitely something that I had to learn over the years that I wish I knew when I first started. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into a little bit of the common misconceptions that we hear about um, from our clients or just in general. You know, there's a lot of stuff on Instagram, on the internet. Oh yes, um, a lot of people with a lot of different opinions, and there's a lot of information <laughs> out there. So. Um, let's let's see if we can discuss some of them to try to put some of these to rest. Um, the first one, which is a big one, is <laughs> carbs make you fat. Now, what do we have to say about this little myth going around? <laughs> well, 
this is also false. And I think the reason why people, you know, in general, like the common public kind of hurdles around um, the low carb, quote unquote, the low carb diet is because the reason why you the scale on the or the number on the scale is a little bit lower when you're on that low carb diet is because you're you don't you're losing that water weight when you eat more carbs you have more volume in your stomach you have more weight in your stomach and that's kind of the reason why that that number on the scale drops down too and I think the other thing about this that I wanted to like mention is that I, the reason why this misconception is this myth is running is all around us is because portion control, right? Like if carbs make you fat, quote unquote, because when at night, at nighttime, you, that's when you normally binge and those carbs can feel like it's making you fat because you just devoured a whole bunch of snacks. So I think portion control is also something that you need to tie in with, you know, this, not just carbs itself. Like you guys agree with that? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think it's like cause and effect too if you don't know the reason for the scale increase because you eat a bunch of carbs or whatever, especially later in the day and the next day the scale goes up. So it's, oh, the scale went up because I ate carbs, but in reality carbs are stored as glycogen and they're stored with water. So that's why you see the scale weight go up, but you don't think about that if you don't know the reasoning. It's just, yeah. oh, I must have gained weight and you think you gained body fat, which is just not happening in the course of a night while you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it goes the opposite way too. If you, if you are losing a bunch of weight really quickly mm-hmm. true, and by cutting out carbs, that's not fat that yes. you are yeah. losing. It's, yeah. it's water weight that you are not holding on to anymore so a lot of people associate that with oh it must have been the carbs that are making the scale go up because I eliminated them and the scale's going down not only are you now just restricting calories because you're cutting out a major food group but you are also now not holding on to as much water so I think that's a big misconception Mm -hmm. um you know fat doesn't turn into fat carbs don't turn into fat and protein don't doesn't turn into fat that's not any of the function of any of those macros. So <laughs> I I don't understand where this came from, but I think that a lot have, a lot has to do with the water with yeah. the water storage for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um okay, let's get on to the next one. I oh my gosh. Okay. So a lot of people say this and it, it's it's really crazy how, how people think this, but it, it is out there. My metabolism is broken and I need to fix it. So there's this misconception that so many people out there, all of a sudden their metabolism just shuts down. And that is a very big um, myth that that's going around. So what can we kind of say to explain this to our listeners? I love this one. Um, and I've actually sent some articles to like clients and even I'm pretty sure I sent it to my mom too with metabolism and aging because I think that's another (laughs) common thing is you're like oh "Oh, as you get older your metabolism is just Mm -hmm. yeah broken basically um but there's a lot of research that shows that it's not necessarily slowing as much just because of aging but all of your lifestyle factors so you think about you know when you're in college you're even if your diet isn't great, you're walking around all the time. Like you're way more active. You're not yeah. a sedentary. Right. 
then you spend a lot of people spend years and years at lower calories and their metabolism does start to slow because of that but not necessarily aging um so it's almost it's like a good thing and a bad thing i guess because it kind of puts the responsibility on you a little bit um it's Mm -hmm. almost like an easy out to be like oh as i'm getting older my metabolism just is going down the drain when really there are things you can do to improve it yeah I think everybody likes to do like oh my hormones are messed up or oh Mm -hmm. my metabolism's broken it's It's, easy to blame those things it's easy to blame those things a hundred percent um and I think a lot of people mistake their metabolism being broken for what's actually metabolic adaptation so you're you're slowing down your metabolism by under eating for so long your metabolism is going to down regulate because of that you can reverse that and up regulate up regulate it just as fast by increasing your intake so these things these are things that can be fixed if your metabolism is adapting and down regulating to a certain amount of food that you're eating mm-hmm. yeah i like um, what um kristen pointed out too is like you know the lifestyle and mm-hmm. that's also something that's kind of hard to I wouldn't say hard but like you don't think about that very often but you don't you don't put the metabolism in your lifestyle in both sentences very often Mm -hmm. because you don't again like it's not something you always already automatically think about your nutrition and you know your fitness your health and wellness lifestyle but not necessarily your lifestyle as you know if you become a mother if you were you were athlete and then now you have a sedentary computer job like that doesn't get talked about at all when we talk about metabolism and I think that's a really good point Kristen yeah that was that was a very good very good point that that is not like you said it is not talked about when it Mm -hmm. comes to this and it's all about meeting yourself where you are in that phase of life yeah you Mm -hmm. cannot compare yourself and I do this all the time too I compare myself to when I was younger yeah and maybe had a different lifestyle or (laughs) didn't have as much stress going on and everybody's like that especially as you get older yeah so meeting yourself you just said with being an athlete like I think about when I played volleyball, I was practicing probably five days a week with tournaments on the weekend. Like, I will probably, I will never be that active again. But you compare that to like, yes. I think yep. that I'm active now, but really I'm not as active as I used to be. So just all those things make a difference. Mm-hmm. I had no idea you played volleyball. But yeah, now I that played you say it, first I year in college. It. I could definitely see it. With those I always wanted to play shorts. <laughs> oh, I yeah. always wanted to play volleyball and I didn't make the team. I was so oh. terrible. I was so bad. We can have our own yeah. team now. We could. I was actually. I wasn't we a could. sports we have, person. Yeah. Oh we God, have the we perfect should. amount. We do. <laughs> awesome. We'll do it on next retreat. All right. Uh, moving on. This is um, going back to what Kristen had said before. Um, um, dairy makes you bloat. So this doesn't really, it doesn't even need to be so confined to dairy. There's a lot of different things that people say make them bloat. um, Or they think that they're gluten intolerant when they really haven't gotten tested for anything. They're Mm -hmm. just kind of putting these things in their head. So um, what can we say? What can we say about this one? I mean, I agree. But, you know, I think if you really feel like there's something internally that is causing you your bloating whether it's dairy whether it's grains whatever it is 
I think you should go ahead and get tested, you know, get the facts, get it straightened out before you self-diagnose yourself because it's easy to blame certain foods and everyone is different and everyone's going to respond to things differently. And it's, again, I think it also goes back into like genetics. Like, so this is, this might be like a long winded thing, but (laughs) growing up in the Philippines, right? Like we eat everything, anything and everything because it was cheap we don't have the luxury to buy steak like whatever part of like let's say a cow like we eat the tongue like the the beef balls like everything oh my god (laughs) it's actually delicious it's delicious but how did we go from dairy to beef balls (laughs) beef balls but we don't like we eat that stuff and we don't know that it's actually that you know what i mean because it's served to you but and then you grow you know i come to america and then you're you be around certain things you start eating differently and then you quote unquote became intolerant of it but really if I go back to my roots like I'm probably fine eating dairy if I really like looked into it you know what I mean like I think it's like again the phase of your life and what you're around and genetics all play a part here and don't just because you ate I don't know my favorite feta cheese today and then tomorrow you're bloated you automatically think that that's the reason why you're bloated it's probably not the reason why right I think one thing that I think it comes back to kind of like the metabolism thing you always want to blame something or have an answer for something of why it's not making you feel good instead of getting to the root of the problem going to the doctor actually Mm -hmm. getting tested if you really think you have a sensitivity to something you should get it looked at yeah so I think people just skip that part and try to self-diagnose like you said Mm mm-hmm Were you going to say something, Kristen? No, I was just thinking like for myself, because dairy, like I said, I was something that I never had. I was like all almond, milk yogurt, coconut yogurt, like (laughs) no dairy. And now I'm just living my best life putting half and half in my coffee or heavy cream every day. But one thing that I found with myself and this again, like everybody's so unique you have to there's you know, you can't just see on the Internet that dairy is bad and then assume it's bad for you. So my thing was, I used to think dairy would make my skin break out. And I've actually noticed. I hear that that all the time. All the Mm -hmm. time. And I've actually noticed that I do better with like full fat dairy than low fat dairy. Mm. Um, So like I I started noticing it, especially with all of Addie's food, because I don't give her low fat anything. Um, But like I never have issues with my skin breaking out and I eat all the like full fat cottage cheese, full fat yogurt, all of that. So for me personally, I do better with those than the low fat. So even like little things Hmm. like that can make a difference. Interesting. And that's trial and error. Like, you know what I mean? Like you you can't just again, you can't just self-diagnose yourself over one time of it happening Mm -hmm. one time and like for you Kristen you know you continued instead of shying away from it or being scared of it you continued on and see like you've actually gotten a better response from it oh I was scared of it for a long time yeah (laughs) thank you I'm not now but yeah for the I I mean probably a year or so I like didn't have any dairy so the only reason crazy. why I'd cut out dairy for myself was when I was breastfeeding because it yeah. gave Zion like nasty <laughs> gas. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I heard, I heard that. I can't, can't have that. <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, God. Uh, one thing I will say, if if somebody is listening to this and wants to see if something is truly giving them an intoler- intolerance or wants to pay attention more to it, don't cut everything out altogether. If you think it's dairy, if you think it's gluten, don't don't cut both of them out because then you won't know which one it is that's making you feel a certain way. Um if you don't really want to go to the doctor, which I think that you should if you yeah. really feel there is a problem. But yeah, just cut everything, cut one thing out at a time. That way you could really know what is making you feel the way that you do. Um, anything else on that subject or shall we move on? Wait, so have you guys done those mm-hmm. um, testing before? Yeah. Yeah. What I did do you the think f- of them? I never did one. No. I think that it, it told me I, I was literally sensitive to everything. <laughs> like what did even you do? a Which lot one of. What did you do, Kristen? Uh, is it Everly Well? Okay. What do you do? Okay. Spit? Spit in it? Or? I think I pricked okay. my finger. It was pricked so many it? years okay. ago. I don't remember the details. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even a ton of like different vegetables and fruits and just everything I was sensitive to. So I'm really not sure what I was supposed to eat. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't follow it. Yeah. Yeah. I did Viome and it was, it was really cool to see the information that they give me, like how you like m- the mitochondria, like it went really scientific and it listed out the superfoods or the avoid foods or whatever it is. I think that was really cool. But then at the end of the day, I, I actually really didn't follow it. Like more than anything, mm-hmm. it was just like, this is, I'm supposed to be avoiding this. Then I eat more of it. And then to see what, how I would respond to it. Yeah. Now, it did you do the test me. because you felt a certain way or you just did it because you wanted to see? Like, Let's, did you feel bad or you just did no, it because you um, wanted so to see what it said? Brandon used to be super, like, nerdy and geeky about, like, keto. Like, he was hardcore keto for a while. And then that's kind of how, like, I, like, got into it. And then he was like, don't eat this. Don't eat that. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, shut up. And so I just kind of, like, followed along for a little bit. And then he did it. And he's like, no, you should do this you should do this so I just did it and he like he bought it for me and so that's the only reason why I did it like I I think I was fine I think I was just influenced right, right, right. <laughs> we're, we're in that, a much better space now but <laughs> that's surprising that that he was keto around oh, God, you yeah. yeah that must have made for some pretty interesting conversations yes I mean he like he like he got really lean but it was like unhealthy lean like it was mm. it did what it needed to do but he wasn't someone that should have been in keto like no does he, he still he did, do it no he no he's he's like one of those that tried everything he's done vegan he's done paleo he's done carnivore for like a day does he do this stuff for for health purposes or for aesthetic purposes um i think it's because he like listens to podcasts and he's like oh i'm gonna mm. do this that's the only reason why gotcha <laughs> he's so much I, that's better so now, shocking considering yeah. you are who you are <laughs> yeah i was like at Crazy. first i was like this isn't this gonna was work. when we first started dating so i was like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to stay with you <laughs> we're good you're now, like we're chowing good. down on italian bread and french oh, fries God, in the restaurants yeah. exactly <laughs> oh, hiding away God. in the closet <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Okay, (laughs) I I want to go back. (laughs) Oh, man. I want to go back to the one that we were talking about before, which I wanted to touch on earlier in the podcast, but I I didn't. Um, The eating carbs at night. Let's go back to that because I know 
Freline, that was one of them that mm-hmm. you said that you had believed. And I do want to say some things regarding this. From a weight loss perspective, meal timing is pretty much irrelevant. It's always about calories in versus calories out, yes. whether they're eating in, in the morning or at night. Yes. But I do think that heavy meals at nighttime before bed can affect things like your sleep. Sleep, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which can then start impacting energy, digestion, stress, all those things. So high sugar foods right before bed can also do this. Um, yeah. Things like chocolate too, even yeah. because of the caffeine, of caffeine. in it. Mm-hmm. That I don't think a lot of people put the put two and two together with the with the chocolate at night and caffeine and it messing yeah. with your sleep. Um, so I do think that there are some things that you should stay conscious of mm-hmm. late at night if you're going to go directly to bed. Yes. Um, but from a weight loss and deficit perspective calories are calories whether they're eaten yeah. in the morning afternoon or night so i don't know do you do you think that there's things that people should be paying attention to at night um as well like do, would you agree with that i i, think- I feel like what you said um with like the sugar and stuff and again it comes down to the individual person like if mm-hmm. your sleep is getting disrupted yeah. look at what you're eating right before you go to bed if you're having a high carb simple carb snack before bed and maybe it's like raising your blood sugar and then you're getting a crash and it's waking you up pair it with a protein and fat to kind of down regulate that a little bit and make it not as much of a spike um but again it just comes down to the individual person mm-hmm. not everyone is right. going to have that response and it's not going to be an issue for everyone yeah right yeah True. And, and i think this also like what i said earlier is that it, it does end up becoming more of like portion control like late at night you you it's kind of a human nature you and you tend to binge more at night because you're you you're bored you're not doing anything there's nothing around you that that's happening so that's i think that's why it's easier to binge during nighttime and, and if if a client you know texts me or, or asks me a question and i was like should i eat at night and like i usually always say it's like if you are getting hungrier during a nighttime is try to make sure that you are reaching for protein first and foremost because it's easier for your stomach to digest and it's not so heavy in the stomach especially if you're you know too like 30 minutes later you're going to bed afterwards and I think that you know you again Steph you brought up a really good point with with that too yeah yeah there's definitely um a lot to a lot to be said with things at nighttime and I I honestly didn't put the chocolate thing together with me Oh, really? For a long time <laughs> yeah and then I was like oh my god because I cut out caffeine and okay. I'm like why am I not yeah, sleeping you're still, yeah. well at night? And I was eating, you know, ch- a chocolate snack before bed. <laughs> and that could have been why. And I did I did stop and it did help. So it, I, I mean, think that's I one think... I would just ignore and look past because I love my chocolate at the end of the day. <laughs> I know. Like, no, it that can't hard. possibly it be it. It was yeah. definitely not hard. It. <laughs> no, and also, also regarding this too, I think it's important – if you're training fasted early in the morning yeah. to to eat at night, like I think it's important to yes. to make sure that you Fuel. eat enough mm-hmm. for for that workout the session following day. Yeah. at night. Yeah, like I wouldn't stop mm-hmm. eating at five o'clock if I'm oh, going to be working out at oh, five God. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, 
I that sounds terrible. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's terrible. It is terrible. Okay, so moving on to the next misconception or myth that is being spread around is the idea around detoxes and I need to detox to cleanse my body. So this we hear a lot of people, people thinking that they need to cleanse themselves from some sort of toxin that's going into their body. So they run to these juice cleanses and everything. Um, I know, Kristen, you had said that in the past you had done that. So what is your take on that subject now that you know better? This one now is so funny to me when you actually think about it because, yeah, like years ago I tried to do a juice cleanse. I don't know why. I guess it's just marketing of all these things and especially, you know, after like a vacation or a big drinking weekend or something like that, you want to do something that like Mm. makes you feel like you're doing something, I guess. But literally you have all these organs in your body that are detoxing your liver, your kidneys, your lungs, your skin, your lymph. Like you don't need to be paying for something to detox. That's what your body is actually doing already. Um, Right. And like on an extreme, yeah, like just eat normal food and drink water. Like on an extreme when you think about it, like you think of a somebody that's been smoking for years and years, and if they stop smoking for so long, your body starts to repair yourself. So if your body can repair from that, I'm pretty sure it can recover from a long weekend or whatever. You don't need to be getting like skinny tea or the juice cleanse and like starving yourself for days. Your body is fully capable of detoxing yourself. Right. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to cut back on processed foods to feel better or try to right. eat, I think that's totally quote different. unquote, cleaner, whatever that means. But I think that it just doesn't have to go to such an extreme to, to be drinking juices for your meals. Um, just eat normal food and hydrate and you will begin to feel better. Um, but it's not detoxing you from anything. Yes. Your food is not toxic, <laughs> you know, to your body. It it it's just gimmicky. It's very gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Those those make juice some cleanses. money off of it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see all this like people run yeah, to it. all the celebrities like promote it. So of course people are gonna be like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll do that too, without doing the research. Right. I right. mean, I did, guys. <laughs> Back in the day, the things I did. We all made mistakes. (laughs) Yeah, we've all been there. What was that thing I used to do? Um, Oh my gosh, do you guys remember Slim Fast? Yes. I. mm. Oh my god. Mm. I was in. I was literally in high school, and I was drinking Slim Fast. Yeah, it was a bad time. Oh my god. It was a bad time. Is that still around? Do they I don't know. No. I'm sure they might is. still sell it in like CVS. Uh, that's true. <laughs> like right next to Ensure. You know, like that section where they have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I remember doing that and I was like, this is just, there has to be a better way. <laughs> and you found but it. But yeah, very gimmicky. All it. those things. Gimmicky. Yes. Yes. Me too. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So the last one that I wanted to touch on that I hear a lot is fresh fruits and veggies. Uh, I'm sorry. Fresh fruits fruits and vegetables are better for you than let's say a frozen fruit or vegetable so a lot of people first of all I think whatever way you can get your fruits and vegetables in 
is good enough. Yes. Like, I think people are making this way more complicated, complicated. than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and when they really have no business making it complicated, it's just about getting the fruits and vegetables in. If you're having trouble with that, then just focus on ways to get them in in general, whether mm-hmm. they're frozen, whether they're fresh, whatever. Um, it's It's been said, and it's it, there is research on it, that frozen fruits and vegetables actually might have more nutrient value yeah. than fresh because the fresh, the longer they sit there, the longer, the longer they sit there, the more nutrients they lose. So being frozen it's supposed to be like they preserve it's flash the vitamins and minerals Mm -hmm. correct yeah so personally i'm only buying fresh fruits and vegetables if i'm eating them pretty much right away that day the day after i stock up on frozen stuff all the time not only is it could be better better nutrition wise um for me it's just more convenient and i Mm -hmm. know that i'm going to be able to get them in because, you know, they had the steamable ones. You just put them in the microwave. Yeah. Um, and you can pretty much add them to any single meal. And they're always available. Yep. If I have, f- you know, fresh things in my fridge, nine times out of ten, they're going bad, honestly. Yeah. So just stock up on frozen, and that's the way that I go. Um, do you guys do fresh, frozen? What do you think is better, in your opinion? Is there a better... We do a mix. Um, I yeah. like the taste of like fresh stuff better, but mm-hmm. I certainly have a bunch of frozen stuff. But I think, like you said, it, you know, it might even be losing nutrients as it sits there. And you have to think like when we say fresh, how fresh is it really? Like we get our food imported all from all over the place. Exactly. Unless, you know, you're doing like a CSA or getting it locally. It's probably not even that fresh. Um and at the end of the day, like you're just making it more complicated than it needs to. You're going to get benefit whether you do fresh or frozen. So just mm-hmm. eat your fruits and veggies in whatever form yeah. works for you and that you can eat more of. Right. Yeah, we do the same. And in- that's interesting. It's, it, it was just interesting because you said really how fresh are the fruits and vegetables that <laughs> yeah, we're getting. I mean, like, they're I mean, sitting on the – they're sitting in the grocery for how long? store for how long. And yeah. I think when you yeah. go to a different countries and they eat fresh, you can definitely tell, tell mm-hmm. the difference because it's literally just 100%. picked off yep. the tree or just ripped out of the ground. And it is crazy how different things taste oh, when yeah. they're truly fresh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. I'm sure you notice that a lot in the Philippines. Oh, yeah. With your beef balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially the beef balls. <laughs> no, I, I definitely agree. And, you know, like, you know, I mean, I was so young when I was in the Philippines, but it a lot of the stuff when I went back there two years ago for, like, vacation, like, everything made sense. So we, like this is kind of getting off topic but we went on um like a like a secluded island the our boat guy whatever actually went to the market to get fresh fish and it was cooked in front of us grilled at the beach like how amazing is that but anyway oh my yeah God. we'll have to talk about that in a different <laughs> podcast but anyways like like you they literally do come off you know from the water or the the ground or the tree or whatever it is because they don't have the luxury of freezing things or you know putting stuff in the grocery and keeping it there for however long like food is so scarce that whatever we can get you're gonna eat it right then and there so with that said 
Right. We do the same thing here in our household. We do frozen and fresh. Like, um, if you really go want to go scientific on it, yes, there's nutrients that will be lost. When you're cooking your food, there's nutrients that's going to be lost depending on if you boil it, what kind of temperature it is. Like, I mean, you can go scientific mm. on this all you want, but at the end of the day, you're still getting nutrients in however however possible or whatever way it is. Um, I personally like frozen fruits for my smoothies. I don't want to blend mm. fresh fruits that just sounds gross <laughs> to me oh. like lukewarm yeah, like, uh, lukewarm no. fruits so I, I think at the end of the day it really just depends on what you like too and get it in however you can right I'm actually curious this just popped into my head have you guys ever heard and I'm sure that maybe it is true but I'm not I'm not even 100% sure that cutting your vegetables in advance makes them lose I've heard nutrients. of that. So let's say like I've heard that let's too. say you buy like cucumbers. If I'm like chopping cucumbers for the week, they say not to do that, to do it like right before. Right mm-hmm. as you're gonna yeah. eat it. Like I wonder how much that really <laughs> actually matters or not. I'm sh- I'm sure. I'm not gonna sleep over. I know that much. No, exactly. Like unless you're out I mean, in the farm eating it straight <laughs> from the dirt, like you're gonna be losing some nutrients here and there. Yes. Yep. <laughs> right. Just yep. eat them. Just eat them. However you can eat them. That's it. Exactly. Well, this was fun. I know there's like, there's so many to go. There's, I mean, we can go on talking about this on forever. And there's so many misconceptions. There needs to be a part two. Information out there. Yeah. Yeah, If you made it this far with us, hang around for a part two sometime. Yeah. And DM us with any, maybe if like we can ask like to, to DM us or anything reach out to us if you have any questions or any myths that we can debunk like do I really have to be do I really have to be worried about this be the habit busters oh I like it (laughs) yeah like that yeah and just before you automatically just believe everything that you hear you know do your research Mm -hmm. look at look at the subject from all angles and really look into it um they tend these you know these myths make things way more complicated than they need to be um it just veers the focus when it doesn't have to be so complicated in my opinion um so yeah anything else you guys want to add no i mean i guess you guys should probably try beef ball soon um but other than that no there's nothing (laughs) oh my god i can't how many times have you say beef balls in this podcast i'm never doing beef balls i'm never doing tongue and i am very no i'm a very i am very adventurous i'm gonna be really suspicious of what we're serving i can't do tripe what you're serving i'm yeah do you eat tripe that i can't do either i'm sorry i can't do that one no it's like the texture is just not not my thing no, absolutely yeah. not. Well, we hope that this got you thinking about things a little bit differently and that we put some of the common myths to rest, um, which I'm sure there's a bunch out there that we can also discuss next time. <laughs> so definitely give us your give us your ideas. And thanks for tuning in and listening. Coming up next is a podcast I have personally been looking forward to since it was first announced. Um, Coach Mary and Coach Dan will be talking to a very special guest who really actually impacted my journey from the very beginning. So I am really, really excited about this. She's knowledgeable, she's fun, and honestly, just kick ass all around. So you definitely do not want to miss that. Have a beautiful day.